Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Bravo! East Coast Housewives. I am your host, Kim Hacera, and thank you so much for joining us today. And all I have to say is happy fucking Memorial Day, okay? I hope you can all get outside and hang out with your family, and if you're quarantined by yourself, make sure you get on a motherfucking Zoom phone call to connect with your friends, your family, just anyone. You know what I'm saying? If you want to call me up, call me up, honey. I'd also like to say to all of our veterans out there and those who are currently serving our country, thank you, thank you, thank you for always giving your all, keeping us safe, and making our country what it is today. We appreciate your service. Thank you, all of you. Now, I can't believe we're in the middle. No, actually, I can't believe we're at the end of May and we are still stuck in our motherfucking houses. Like, I can't deal with this. The weather is getting nicer. Yes, I know Pittsburgh can be like super nice one day and then all of a sudden it rains for like five days and it's overcast and then it's disgusting. But hey, you know what? Such is life sometimes and it's okay. But I'm ready to go outside and to hang out and just to sip, not a quarantine, but a freaking margarita. I want one of those. You know what I mean? I'm sick of my quarantinis. I want something different. Give me a Corona. I actually really want to try one of those Corona seltzers. I saw that on a commercial and I was like, hmm, that actually sounds really good. But also I'm slightly scared because it has the word Corona in it and I'm a little nervous and I'm probably pretty sure that Corona has lost sales because of this coronavirus. So damn, what the hell? I can't. Let's move on. Alrighty here, people. Let's talk a little bit about what the Bravo. I would have to say this what the Bravo has a lot to do with the Vanderpump crew, okay? So the reunion is also taking place via Zoom, such as the Atlanta Housewives, and I will get into that just in a little bit. But I saw the teaser for the Vanderpump Rules, and obviously you see Sandoval freaking out and being dramatic as usual about his friendship and non-friendship with Jax, the number one guy in the group, if we all remember. And honestly, is he really the number one guy in the group? I honestly think Jiggy is number one in the group. But first of all, is Jiggy a girl or a boy? I can't really know. Jiggy sounds like a guy's name, but I'm not really sure. So someone, uh, someone send me, send me something to let me know if Jiggy's a boy or a girl. But anyways, Jax, I don't think he's the number one guy. And if it's not Jiggy, I would say it's Ken. Okay, let's just say, or Guillermo. Okay, uh, yeah, those are the two guys in the group. Number one, number two, or number one, number 1.5. You get what I'm saying. But you see Sandoval freaking out, Jax being the victim as usual, blah, blah, blah. But then you also see, and this is why Bravo is the shit. They set up the editing of the commercial where Andy asks Max, and by the way, I am not a fan of him whatsoever, but I'll get into that later after we see some of the reunion. But anyways, Andy looks at Max and says, hey, Max, 
Is there anyone else that we don't know uh, you hooking up with? Like, is there anyone else that we should know about? And then obviously there's a long pause and hello, I'm on the edge of my seat. And mind you people, this is probably only a 30 second commercial. What the fuck? And he says, um, and then da, 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 crazy music. Yes. Scary. It's like a fucking zombie looked at your face and was about to kill you. And everyone was like, <gasps> so I wonder, oh, it's so funny because when I told my mother that first thing that she says I bet you it was Danica. Could you imagine if Max confesses that he did hook up with Danica? I wouldn't even know what to do. That would be epic. So we shall see if my mom's prediction is correct. For me, I didn't really know the options that he had. The only person that I could think besides Danica, because she hates him so much, would be Charlie. Um, I know that a lot of people are kind of giving shit about the new castmates, which honestly, as I said in previous episodes, that I think they're kind of on the way out, Vanderpump Rules, because I think they're looking for more content, and I think that's why they hired these new people. But you know what? I'm not going to lie. A lot of them are pretty boring. Dana's okay, but her personality kind of kills me. It's slightly boring to me. Max and Brett, ew, get off the show. They're not my, they're not my thing. Okay. And the main people that caused the drama for all these years, guess what? They're grown up. They're moving on with their life. So they're trying to find content here in my opinion, but I did find it hilarious whenever Charlie was like, I don't want to be hanging out with this 50 year old man. And obviously that was Jax. And he's like, hey, stay in your lane, little girl. Come on, Jax. We know that you're older. You have to face the facts. You're not 20 some years old. Let's just be real. Now, to move on, we're going to talk about Kristen Doty. She is revealing her new bow. And okay, people, it's not bow. It's not Stassi's bow. She's got a new bow that she put on her Instagram so everyone can finally see it. And apparently she's writing a book about her life. She made sure to tell her new boyfriend everything that has happened, you know, her sleeping with Jax eight bajillion times, which realistically she only said two, but who really knows? And all the other stuff that she's been doing in her life. And then she also admits that her new boyfriend is also going to be a part of the book. But here's my question. Because of this whole thing and she's finally making her new boyfriend public, will Stassi and Katie put all of that bullshit behind them from this season now that they know Kristen has moved on? Will Kristen be in invited to Stassi's wedding. Now we all know that Stassi is supposed to get married sometime in November or October in Italy. Not really sure if that's going to happen through all this coronavirus shit. So if they have to postpone it, will that give Kristen enough time to possibly mend and repair the relationship between Katie and Stassi? I'm curious and uh, we'll have to see how it plays out. So I guess tune in and watch their Instagram and shit, and I guess we'll have all the information there because I'm pretty sure they're going to publicize it. Yes, yes, yes. Now, the Atlanta reunion. Oh my gosh. They are just, they're all queens. They are all queens to me. Kenya is, she is like Southern Charms Ashley, but better, okay? Kenya's got some experience to throw the shade and to really be the biggest bitch ever, but like she does it in a way sometimes where I feel like it's kind of malicious, but it's so entertaining to watch. Not saying that I would want anyone to do that to me because I'd be fucking mad and I'd want to kill a bitch, but I'm just saying she does it good. She needs a fucking Emmy, I swear to God. But then Nene at the same time, she ne- they all need motherfucking Emmys. I mean, let's just be real, okay? They're all great. 
I thought it was hilarious when Nini just couldn't take it anymore. All the girls were ganging up on her. And then she's like, bye, shuts her computer for majority of the way. And honestly, there was some sort of note uh, that you could kind of read. I can't remember what it said, but it had to it had to do something with love and just respect or something from what I can remember in my brain. And I wonder if she was trying to do that as a pep talk to herself for uh, her going into this reunion because that would just be amazing. So I thought that was hilarious and I thought it just added to the show. Obviously, when Andy brought his little baby on, oh, those cheeks, honey, so, so adorable. So when you have Candy and Nini, they're like going at it with each other. I think it was very intense emotions, right? So Nini is basically saying that Candy wouldn't be where she is right now without the show. And then Candy was like, man, I've been here before all of you were even on this show. Obviously, she was in Escape, okay? So she's been around and she wrote No Scrubs by TLC. Do we not remember that? Hit song. That video was insane. Love Chili, yes, hated that she dated Usher because he's ooh to me, but whatever, she moved on, whatever, we all do. Candy says something like, bitch, you always be seeing me, I'm not gonna go anywhere, you're gonna be irrelevant, but I'm always gonna be here, and honestly, sometimes I feel like Nini is slightly jealous of Candy on how successful she is because Candy is such a businesswoman and we have seen that years and years and years from the show. In my opinion, I look up to her as a successful businesswoman because she really kills it. She knows what she's doing. I mean, obviously, she has her Candy Productions with all this stuff, artistically, musically, all that kind of thing. But also, she has the OLG, Old Lady Gang. She has multiple locations now. And the bitch just knows what to do. She's killing it. And I think Nini, I think Nini's just a little bit jealous. But you know what? She was also the evil stepmother in Broadway Cinderella. I remember that from one of the seasons and it looked like she killed it. And obviously she was really into it. And I love the fact that a lot of these housewives are on the show and then all of a sudden they're on Broadway. I mean, look at fucking Erica Jane, Roxy Hart. And I totally wish that I would have seen that. I don't know if it would still be in production with her as the lead if the coronavirus wasn't happening, but I would totally make a trip to New York and probably stay there forever because it's amazing just to see her. But you had her do it. You had Nini with the evil stepmother. But we also find out, and this was obviously, I think this was before uh, the Beverly Hills Housewives. I'm not really sure. But you also had Lisa Rinna be Roxy Hart as well. So I love what Bravo is doing with all of these women who are branching out and doing other things besides the show. And guess what? They're killing it. They're killing it. So bravo. Fucking bravo for bravo. Yes. Oh, also too, uh, we find out on The Masked Singer. I don't watch that because I think it's stupid. Like, why would... People dressing up in fucking stupid ass costumes. Like, first of all, it's not Halloween. And honestly, the ha- the costumes on there are ridiculous. And I just don't find them enjoyable. I find them really gross looking. And... Uh, yeah, I don't watch it. But we find out that our girl Candy was the one as the masked singer. So yeah, go Candy because you're a badass bitch. But we already know that because you're a badass businesswoman. Yes. So to end off with the Bravo, just letting you all know, June 16th, put it in the calendar, Million Dollar Listing, LA premieres. We will see if Frederick from the New York franchise of Million Dollar Listing, if he will, in fact, move to LA with his husband? Or does he do the bi-coastal thing? I don't know. 
We'll find out June 16th. Put it in your calendar. So now, transitioning to the main event, the Russian Spa. I actually liked the Russian Spa. I would totally go there, and there was a lot of stuff that happened. First up, in the episode, Leah visits with Luann and Tinsley, kind of having this reflection on the disaster of a trip at the Weed Orchard Winery and Cafe. Leah feels like they all need to get together and talk out their problems so they can move forward like the strong, independent women that they are. So bring on the Russian spa. But meanwhile, while Leah, Tinsley, and Luann were having their little rendezvous lunch, Sonia, Dorinda, and Roro, as I like to call her, the Ramona coaster, they got to work off and detox all the alcohol slash wine that they drank at the orchard, okay? So they're there, all hungover and shit. Their workout, ooh, love this. The way that they did one particular workout, they're literally sitting on the floor. They're like super spread eagle with their legs. And the only thing that I thought about was mention it all. Mention it all. Bethany Frankel, yes, yes. Whenever she and Ramona had that battle, I think it was at the Berkshires, whenever Ramona says, I am a self-made woman. I do not have to sleep with people to get where I am. Mention it all, honey. That's what I thought of. It was great. It took me back. I miss that season. Bring it back for a binge. I want to see it again. Classic moment. It was kind of nice, too, that Ramona and Dorinda were able to address Sonia and her behavior at the orchard and the winery. Because sometimes, yes, Sonia is super fun whenever she gets drunk. And like, listen, I want to party with Sonia because she would be a fucking riot. And I feel like I would be a riot with her. And it would be a dynamic duo. She wouldn't even know. But like, I know in my heart. And Sonia, call me up because I totally hang with you. But They were addressing, hey, Sonia, you were a little out of line, like there were kids there, it's like a family place, and you know, you were just a little embarrassing, so maybe you shouldn't do that kind of shit in public. They were keeping it real. They were being real girlfriends, which I appreciated. I like the fact that Sonia was open enough to hear that, and she kind of agreed with them, saying, yeah, I should probably stick to this type of behavior with my girlfriends in private settings as opposed to being around all these people. So I totally think that that was a really good moment of what true girlfriends are to each other. So that was epic, and I love that. I thought it was interesting that Dorinda would say that Tinsley is always playing the victim. And it seems like she does. But then you see Ramona say during her little confessional that the only reason why she feels that Tinsley is a victim is because Dorinda keeps victimizing her because she keeps ganging up on her. So yeah, Tinsley is kind of the victim because of Dorinda. So I do agree with Ramona on that. I appreciated the fact too, whenever Leah and Tinsley and Luann were talking about the whole Dorinda thing and And like I said, I feel like Dorinda and Leah have definitely a different relationship because I think they're more at the same level. Like Dorinda doesn't look at her as a child like she does with Tinsley. So whenever Leah said to Tinsley, hey, you know what? You should just tell her off and be like, fuck you or like shut the fuck up. And I thought it was hilarious (laughs) when Leah was like, she's like, yeah, she should just go up and say fuck you. And then Dorinda would look back and be like, no doubt. I respect that. I thought that was great. According to Leah, I think she's right. I think if Tinsley acts the way that no one expects, I think people would be surprised and be like, damn, you don't want to mess with this bitch. So maybe we'll see that later in the season. Hopefully we will, but you never know. We see Dorinda going to a life coach. And I think at this point in her life, I think that's a really good idea. She's finally realizing 
that after the breakup with John and the whole flooding of the Bluestone Manor in the Berkshires, that she's really, she really hasn't come to terms as far as grieving over Richard. And she jumped in as soon as, as soon as Richard passed away, John was there to support her and she kind of jumped into that relationship. I don't know how soon that happened, but I guess it was quicker than maybe people would expect. But you know what? Fuck those people. What do they know? You do you. So She's finally coming to terms that she's really focusing on herself now and she can really understand since the Berkshire flooding, she had to throw out a lot of the memories from Richard in their house and them being there together. But she also said that she didn't want to go through any of that stuff because it would be way too hard for her. And if this kind of thing didn't happen, she was basically explaining that she probably would have never let go in the first place. So because of this tragic thing happening to her home, yes, it's sad. But I think it's it's kind of like a bittersweet moment because she's losing all of that. Obviously, those are tangible items. And yes, the memories will always be there forever. But this whole particular experience is allowing her to really move on with her life. Of course, Richard will always be there and he will never be forgotten. But I think she'll become more at peace with it. And I think she addressed that while she was with her life coach. So I thought that was a really nice moment to see. Now, we're going to go to the fun part, the Russian spa. Apparently, it was downtown in Manhattan where Leah lives. And I just thought it was funny that whenever the girls were going there, <laughs> a lot of them said, this is like shade, but we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about it. Um, the girls were throwing shade about the area. So that was great. But I actually thought the area was pretty cool. Like I would go there. You see them going in. First of all, those damn hats, they were ridiculous. I wonder if they sell them on Amazon because maybe, you know what? Maybe they should be wearing that shit on The Masked Singer as opposed to all that other bullshit that they were wearing. But those hats were hilarious and I kind of love them. I also love the fact that literally all the drinks there, yes, it was like a health uh, spa, let's just say, but you had all these vodka drinks. Love it. The ginger vodka. I think I would only want that if I was sick. Other than that, I think I just want my vodka straight then because all the other flavors just kind of freaked me out and I don't know if I was really into it. But that's besides the point. Ooh, that leaf massage though. Oh, that was like, I feel like I got little nicks and cuts on my legs as I was watching them do that to the women. I thought it was hilarious that, that Lou said something like, her fantasy would be like two good looking men doing that to her. So apparently she didn't think that the dudes were cute, but she you know, tomato, tomato, it's what you like, whatever. Beauty's on the inside. Everyone thinks beauty is different, yada, yada, yada. Cool. But yeah, so Ramona experiencing that leaf like beating, hilarious. It was so funny. It was like, it was almost like if you were to go get your first wax experience, like you're super nervous about it and you're anticipating all the pain and all that kind of stuff. But like, this wasn't even that bad. Ramona is just a classic character and she will always be the MVP. When I was listening to this other podcast with Jackie Schimmel, which love her, by the way, bitch Bible, amaze. And she was with Stassi Schroeder and they were basically talking about the ultimate housewife out of all the housewives and they picked Ramona Singer. So I don't think they're really far off from that because she is a gem of a gal and she's a goddess and we all love her. So Ramona, your scenes are excellent. Emmy award winning. Get this girl a movie deal because we want to see her win an Oscar. 
So after the women literally got beat up with big ass shrubbery, they ended up eating, of course, because after every spa day, you have to go get some killer lunch. So they all went to lunch and they were kind of reflecting on the day. And of course, Leah addresses the elephant in the room. And then the shit kind of starts and people are fighting again. Tinsley kind of goes in there, but I'm pretty sure she's slightly afraid because, you know, Dorinda could just go Wah! at any time. Yeah, there's nothing really more to expand on that. It was just a lunch where they started fighting and whatnot. However, we do hear Ramona suggesting to the ladies that she really wants to take them to Newport. And whenever she said that, that's whenever Leah addressed the elephant in the room. And that's when all the shit hit the fan, whatever. But then you see Ramona really wants to plan this trip to Newport. And honestly, I think Newport is gorgeous. And I think everyone should go there at some point in their life because I think it's very, very gorgeous. So transitioning, we also get to meet Leah's younger sister. Her name is Sarah. And she also honestly, she seems pretty badass too. I think they just come from a badass family. So props up to their parents for raising kick ass women. So she kind of comes in and says to Leah that she visited her parents in Connecticut because I think that's where they're from. And Leah was asking her sister about the trip. And I guess Sarah was saying that their mom is still worried about Leah with the whole drinking thing. And I thought it was profound and interesting that Leah's sister brought up the, the dynamic between Leah and her mother and it was almost Leah seeing herself like holy shit I am presenting my same dynamic with my mom from all of those years past with me being kind of a troubled kid and whatnot and being really rebellious and I guess they still have that dynamic as adults Leah can see that and Sarah also saw that too that's why she addressed it so for both of them to kind of talk about that I think that will now allow Leah to look at things differently with her mom and maybe do her approach a little bit differently who knows maybe she'll even reach out to her mom like Ramona suggested in the previous episodes to call her or to just show up at her house and just sort of have a face-to-face conversation so maybe Sarah prompted this whole thing to help Leah out to go to that next step so I guess we'll see in the next we'll see if that actually happens this season and if Bravo decides to show that and or if she even did it in the first place We finally end the episode where Ramona invites a bunch of rando women to her house because, you know, Ramona has so many, she has like so many different women friends and she like, she just likes to bring them together and it's just like stirring in the pot, but like in a good way, kind of like Dorinda with the soup stirring and all that kind of stuff. And she like boils it hot. But yeah, so she invites all these women and the only two that we know other than Elise, because Elise, honestly, Elise is the new Barbara. She is because I'm pretty sure we'll probably see her next week, but she's not as fun in my opinion. Obvi. So the only two that we know other than Elise that come are Dorinda and Sonia. Ramona really addresses Dorinda about her kind of being a bully to Tinsley and then Dorinda of course she's going all haywire and shit and just the whole John thing again came up and and everything like that and she's dealing you know Dorinda's dealing with a lot. We all know that. So she kind of is projecting all of her anger and all these different people. In, in this instance she was doing it to Ramona whenever she was at the apartment. Um, so then eventually Eventually, Dorinda just got so fed up, she was leaving her apartment. And then Sonia's like, oh, she didn't, she didn't, obviously she didn't do that. But I think she was just like, oh, Dorinda's leaving. I'm going to leave too. So they're sitting there, they're at the elevator and they're literally like yelling and shit in the building where her neighbors are and then Ramona goes after and she's like running after them because she wants to stop them like no 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 like come back to my party like oh my gosh 
My thoughts. What the fuck were Ramona's neighbors thinking hearing all of that racket, a.k.a. the women? So I don't know. If I heard that in my apartment, I would probably open up the door and be like, what the fuck are you guys doing? If you're going to be yelling, go in the goddamn elevator or go back to where you guys were and figure out your shit. Because who knows if there were kids around with all like it was just a shit show. So if I was her neighbor, I'd be really pissed off and I'd probably call and complain because that would just make me annoyed. There is a comedic moment at Ramona's house when Elise was asking Ramona where she kept her condoms. And it was just so funny because Ramona seems she plays herself as like the Virgin Mary. Like she's so innocent and she's an angel and like she would never do anything dirty. But like literally we all know that usually when people are like that, they're usually the most kinky and the most freaky. So I'm just saying, Ramona, we might be onto your tricks. So she's telling Elise that she doesn't have any condoms in her place. And she's like, well, I, I, I don't I don't keep any condoms here. Like I do have that. What? And then she's like motioning like a dildo vibrator or whatever. And she's like, whatever that's called. And I'm like, honey, you know what it's called. You just don't want to say it because you're embarrassed to say it. It was so cute. I thought it was great. So lovely comedic moment before the whole Dorinda uh, Ramona shit show happened. So now we're going to transition to the dueling divas, which is not going to be really a huge shocker to all of you. Okay, first off, dueling divas, it's the same shit, Tinsley and Dorinda. Obviously, it's not as shown in our face as it is with Dorinda and Ramona. But the reason why Dorinda and Ramona are in a huge tiff is because of the Tinsley Dorinda shit. So Dorinda Ramona, obviously, like I said, Ramona talks about Dorinda bullying Tinsley and all that shit. Yada, yada, yada. She's a bully right now. Yeah. Alrighty here, people, we're going to take a quick pause. So I may see you back here in 30 or I may see you back here in two. So I'll be right back. Alrighty, guys, I am back and let's continue our discussion. I do think Ramona likes to stir the pot a little bit. I don't think she just does it maliciously. I think she just doesn't think before she speaks, such as myself. Oh my gosh. But for instance, they kind of reference from a previous episode whenever they were at Ramona's house in the Hamptons with that party where Leah was like naked and all that shit with the tiki torches. Yes. So Ramona asked Dorinda if she would be upset if John got phone numbers from different women. This was whenever Dorinda was still with John at the time. So Dorinda responds very negatively and defensively, which I totally would too. And she's like, well, yes, I'd be mad. Why would you say that? So who knows if Ramona actually knew something? Probably not. But why would she ask that in the first place? Even if she had a feeling that something was a brewing and maybe she didn't think it would work out. That's one thing, if that was her own opinion. If she heard some shit, then yes, she totally should have said something to Dorinda sooner just to let her know, because that's what good friends do. Dorinda still brings up the fact, whenever Ramona brought up that question, she did it in front of all the ladies. And Dorinda said, you should have taken me to the side and done it privately. We've been friends for 20 plus years or however many years. Like, you should have done that in private. 
But, you know, Ramona doesn't think to do that. But we also saw that in previous seasons. She did the same thing with all the women. Bethany was in that season. I think, honestly, it was about John and how Ramona heard stuff about John. And this is whenever they first started dating. And Dorinda said the same shit. You think that Ramona would have learned the way that Dorinda wanted things to be done. Obviously, she didn't because she did it again this episode. So, yeah, Ramona, I guess do better. (laughs) Do better. We all have to do better. But Ramona... Do better with Dorinda or else you're going to keep getting the wrath from her. So just saying. I thought it was intense whenever Dorinda brought up that I think it was what a Russian. I think it's Russian because they were at a Russian spa. But anyways, it was schadenfreude, which is that you don't really wish someone ill, but you're kind of happy if things don't work out for that person. So Dorinda telling Ramona that that was pretty intense. And yet again, I probably said that wrong, so I apologize, but you kind of get what I'm saying. So that was pretty intense statement for Dorinda to say about Ramona. I don't necessarily think that that's true. I just think Ramona really doesn't take a second to stop and think about certain things that she does, which leaves for an entertaining show, and it's great, but it also can hurt people along the way. So, But I I definitely don't think that she's doing this shit maliciously. Alrighty, people. Weekly Shade. Okay. So first off, Dorinda about Ramona, whenever she says, Ramona's like a vampire because she just sucks the life out of all people. Woo. It was cute shade. It wasn't like, damn. But you know, it was Halloween cute. It was like kid friendly, family friendly shade. It's cool. I dig it. Other shade that was like not super cool. And I kind of would be a little angry if my friends did that. But Whatever. Whenever the women were going to the Russian spa and it was in the part of town where literally none of them would want to live. Clearly, we see that from Sonia, from uh, from Ramona, from Dorinda, even Luann. Dorinda says something that she only goes to that part of town for jury duty, the birth certificates, death certificates. Luann says, I only go there for parole, uh, marriage certificates or even going to jail. So... And Sonia said something about, well, I try to avoid places where there's graffiti and there's graffiti where I live and I don't try to go to those places. But downtown in Manhattan, that's even worse. So I really wouldn't even want to go there. But guess what? Leah lives there. And from the looks of it, to me, it seemed like a pretty hip place, I guess. I mean, it didn't seem like, holy shit, I'm going to get killed or whatever. I just think that they were being super overreactive, which are you shocked? No, But it was great. I actually like where Leah lives. I like her apartment too. I think it's very cute. I think it's a cozy vibe. And you know what? As Leah said, might not be for everyone, which is cool. But all the ladies, they were definitely putting shade on Leah's neck of the woods for sure. Whenever the ladies were in the Russian spa and they were getting ready to go into the sauna or something, Ramona is like playing around with her boobs or whatever with like some cream or some shit. And she she was saying, oh, so I applied this cream because like it keeps me young. Like if you look at Sonia, she has a lot of creases there because she like doesn't use this cream and all this shit. So that's a little shade on Sonia's bosoms. 
from Ramona. And I honestly didn't even know that, but I guess I'm going to be checking that out year after year after year for myself because... Well, honestly, I never even noticed that with Sonia, not saying that I was looking so hard because I really wasn't. But now, you know what? I might look hard now because I want to know what she's talking about because I have no idea what she's talking about. So I'm going to be like the Where's Waldo with Sonia's cleavage and see if I can see creases. There, I said it. Boom. Okay? Yes. And the last little shade, it was kind of like, damn, no, Sonia didn't. But like, okay. Okay, girl. Sonia <laughs> comes to Ramona's apartment with the dress. Sonia by Sonia Morgan. Ramona liked this dress. And I guess she put a picture of herself uh, in it on Instagram. But like we see it on her. It looks great. But we don't know. The secret is she didn't have it zipped in the back. So obviously the dress was too small. So <laughs> Sonia brings the dress and she's like, I brought you an extra size up. So now you got a large. And she's like, well, I could have been a me. And she's like, no, no, no. Ramona. I'm a medium. You're a size up. And I was like, ooh, that's some weight shade. Like, that's not even cool. Whatever. But we find out she throws that shade because Ramona apparently looked at Sonia and said, hey, you know what? You should probably lose some weight because you're beautiful and I am your true friend. If your true friend can't tell you that, then who can? So... I don't know. I guess from Ramona's perspective, she feels like Sonia should lose some weight. But what the fuck? Let her do what she wants. She looks great no matter what. And I don't even think she needs to lose weight. I think she looks fine. Like, geez, let her be. And guess what? She wants to eat a burger. Let her eat a fucking burger. She wants to get a milkshake. Let her get a fucking milkshake. I want to go to McDonald's right now. Strawberry milkshake it up. Okay? Yes. Quote of the week, people. Quote of the week. So, I'm going to go like super intense first and I just thought it was good because I think this might be a good way of life depending on what you believe in, whatever. Uh, So Dorinda says, God helps those who help themselves. I thought that was really, really good. And I think she said that when she was at the life coach because she wants to have Tinsley be the best that she can be. And she doesn't think that she's doing that right now, which is part of the reason and or excuse that she is being very reactive towards Tinsley. So I just thought that was a cool quote that maybe we all should live by. God helps those who help themselves. Right. But I thought that was a powerful quote from Dorinda. So just let that simmer in your mind. It's very reflective. Yeah. I also thought it was so cute whenever they were still in the little sauna getting getting ready to go in the sauna and Ramona looks at herself in the mirror. This honestly it's on the it's on the commercials too. I just think it's so cute and she looks at herself and she's like super pleased and she says, "Yeah, I w- I won't pick up myself." Oh, that was so cute. I loved it. I I say it a lot because I just think it's so cute. So Ramona loved it. <laughs> she also says about the bay leaves, right? When she gets beat the shit out of with the bay leaves, right? She says, I've never been beaten up by bay leaves. It was it was a little sensual. I have to admit it was sensual. Ooh, she must have liked that. That's when she says something like that. You know that she's kinky. You know it. Who says that? Who says that? Ramona, you kinky girl. We know it. We know it. Elise also, you know, even though I'm not like a huge fan of Elise, like I am of Barbara, Elise is saying some pretty dope ass quotes, I do have to say. She did say this week, the three of you could drive Mother Teresa to drink. She was referring to Sonia, Dorinda, and Ramona at Ramona's little party. I also thought that that was a pretty powerful statement, but I thought it was hilarious. And I don't know if it's necessarily true, but who knows? It could be. But I just thought it was great for her to say that because it was funny as fuck. But 
the quote quote of the week from Sonia Morgan. Don't touch the Morgan letters. Sonia says this after she is observing the bay leaves beating. She says, I don't know what it does to you, but I know after this I might try S&M. Something to it. People beat you and you feel better. Holy fucking shit. Fifty Shades of Grey, Christian Grey, Anastasia Steele. You know what I'm saying. Damn, Sonia, SNM. There we go. SNM, SNL, whatever. Honey. Fun quote of the week right there. It's kind of funny. So there it is, folks. The quote of the week by Miss Sonia Morgan. Yeah, so now, after this episode, I really want to take a trip to New York. Well, not anytime soon, but in the future, I would like to take a trip to New York, and I would be down to go to that spa to try it out to see what the bay leaves feel like, because maybe I want to try S&M. Who knows? I don't know. I could be trying it after the bay leaves. Whatever. So, thank you guys so much for listening, and I hope... You guys, my dog is barking again. How about them apples? But thank you so much for listening. I appreciate it. I hope you guys have a good time. I'm excited and hope you're excited for this upcoming week. Thursday, honey, New York City. Uh, Like I said, Million Dollar Listing LA sometime in June. I think it's June 16. Uh, Beverly Hills Housewives, damn, Denise is going to come out with fire. It's going to be killer. And uh, Housewives, yes, 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 obsessed. Binge with Bravo, do your thing. Follow us on Instagram, Believe Podcasts, Believe Pop Culture. That's B-L-E-A-V. Let's have a dialogue, and uh, we'll see you guys next week. Happy Memorial Day, and see you guys later. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.